Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. John McDonough spent 25 years of his life playing and singing music in Austin, Texas. Nine years ago, he retired from practicing psychotherapy to focus solely on his career, eventually recording five new CDs and racking up over 500 gigs before deciding to move back to Chicago to be closer to family. He's just released his latest CD, Second Chances, and John joins us to talk about his career, move to Chicago, and his new music. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us this afternoon. Where am I speaking to you from? I am uh, out, just outside of Chicago, in a suburb of Chicago. All right. I, uh, I moved here about six months ago after 25 years in Texas. Okay. Wow. So, so yeah. <laughs> so so where, where, is, where is home originally? I moved around a lot as a kid. So I, uh, I didn't really grow up in one place. And um, I was in Austin, Texas for 25 years, and that is by far the longest I've ever lived there. Okay. Was that a, uh, a conscious choice for some sort of employment or music, or what, what led you to Texas? Yeah, it was, oh, well, when I, when I went there, uh, I lived in San Antonio for a year and a half when I was, in, when I was 15, and, uh, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite places to live as a kid, and I vowed I would get back to Texas. And uh, so I did when I was 30. I moved back and uh, to Austin. Uh-huh. And, and, of course, um, Austin just had everything I wanted and everything I needed. It, you know, there, it, the university was there. It had a great music scene. The weather was good. Yeah. Uh, it had a couple lakes. You know, it just, it just was the perfect place for me. And, uh, and I loved it. But, but Austin has changed a lot in mm-hmm. the last few years. And yeah. it's not... Not what it used to be, and definitely not what it was when I moved there. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I decided, and I, my family has lived in this area forever. Okay. And, uh, and so that was part of it. And also, I think my music will just go over better here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I wanted to, I think my music will go over much better on the East Coast. Okay. So I wanted to be closer to that to tour the East Coast. Gotcha. Okay. So th- those were some of my motivations yeah. for, uh, for moving. Yeah. So you were in, for the, the 25 years that you were in Texas, Austin, were, were you, 
pursuing music? Was that why you were there? Or did you have a, a, a daytime career that you were also involved in? Yeah, it, so it came and went. So uh, most of the time I was either I was either in school or working and I was doing music on the side. Okay. Um, I uh, When I went there, I ended up going back to school and I worked as a psychotherapist. I got a master's degree in counseling and worked as a psychotherapist oh, okay. for many years. Yeah, great place to be a counselor, yeah. right? In Austin, Texas. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all the crazy music people. And, that's right. A lot of crazy people in general. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no no and offense so, to Austin, Texas. It's a beautiful place. No, not at all. Well, I was one of those crazy well, people. Well, the so world no is offense. full of crazy people. It's just all a matter that's how you right. look at it, right? That's right. I think there was even a song, Mama, We're All Crazy or something like that. <laughs> That's right. Like I said, I was one of them. Yeah. So no offense to any of them. Um, and so music was always a part of my life all those 25 years. And sometimes it was more active, sometimes less, depending on how busy I was to think. Right. But um, about 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, I sort of hit a wall with therapy and decided I was going to take a, uh, <laughs> a six-month break. Mm-hmm. And uh, six, I still didn't really want to go back to it after six months, so I decided I would take a year. And a year, I still didn't want to go back to it. And so that's when I uh, really, so since then, I have been using full-time. Okay, awesome. And uh, really and really focused on it and worked hard on it. Yeah, so it, it's been great. Yeah, it's been real good. Did you give up the counseling practice to pursue music, or was music what, stepped in and took over when you gave up the counseling practice yeah no i gave up the counseling practice just because i was burnt out and mm-hmm. just didn't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and it was it was also good timing so i have a younger sister who lives outside of chicago and she was single and and wanted to have a baby and so she decided to have a baby with uh, artificial insemination and I was in Texas just sort of feeling lost. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what to do, and except, and I, but I knew I sort of didn't want to be a therapist anymore. And I was, uh, so I spent a lot of that year actually up here helping her with the baby. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, it was great. It was great for me, and it was great for them. And, um, and at the end of that year, when I realized I still don't want to do therapy, I was like, well, I got to do something. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I better, I better figure it out. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And and music was sort of the only thing that was really calling my name. Okay. And uh, and so I was like, well, I I'll just I'll just jump into this and you know full time and and um you know work on it as hard as I can. I really didn't have any plans. I thought, well, you know, maybe this will last a year, maybe it'll last five years, and then I'll go back to therapy. You know, but here we are, ten years later, and uh, I don't think I'm going back. I yeah. think I'm just going to stick with music. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, in the midst of that, if I read correctly, you you managed to record uh, what, five CDs and and uh, make a pretty good uh, carve a pretty good niche of of gigging and playing around quite a bit. I have, yes. So <laughs> that's one of the good things of getting older. It's like you realize there's not much you, know, you can't waste any more time. So <laughs> the last, uh, yeah. So the last ten years, I've worked really hard at it. I've recorded five CDs in those ten years, and um, and yes, and obviously Austin was a great place because there was you know so many places to play music, and so I was playing um, a ton of music. And then the last few years, I've been touring around the country. So uh, yeah, so it's been good. And I presume that the vast majority, if not all of those, were songs that you wrote. Is that true? You know, I would say it's about half and half. Okay. Uh, 
I played you know, a lot of a lot of bar gigs, a lot of restaurant gigs where uh, you know people want to hear songs they know. Sure. And um, and so I would say you know most of my gigs were it's I would say you know a half and half. And uh, and luckily for me, I like playing covers. I like to put my own twist on covers. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, there's they're my favorite songs. They're, those are the songs why I wanted to learn to play the guitar and perform. You know, so um, so luckily for me, that's not really an issue. Of course, I cherish the nights when I can just play my own stuff. Right. Yeah. But um, but 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 luckily, it's not it's not a huge burden for me to you know, if I have a three hour gig and I have to play half of it covers. You know, like I said, they're they're fun covers that I enjoy doing. But the songs that you recorded, though, are, were those also some covers, or were those majority of those uh, originals? Oh no, no, all the songs I've recorded are my own. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And in in the style of, um, I listened to some of your catalog, and it it felt kind of singer songwriter James Taylor ish kind of vein. Am I hitting that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's it's always it's always frustrating and hard to try to pigeonhole yourself. Sure. Um, but but when I do have to, I always say I'm a singer songwriter at heart. You know, yeah. there might be elements of different things in there, but uh, it always I say I'm a singer songwriter. And James Taylor is one of my favorites. You know, uh, Fire and Rain was the reason I learned to play the guitar. Oh, cool. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. definitely influence there. And when did you learn to play the guitar? When did this all start for you in, in the beginning? Yeah, well, I always loved to sing. And, I mean, I always, I always uh, laugh because when I was a kid, I would just crank my stereo and sing along in okay. my bedroom. <laughs> I don't know how my parents put up with it. But, yeah. uh, and, uh, and then when I was about 12 or 13, I, I decided I was you know, I tired of singing along and wanted to be able to play and sing on my own. Yeah. And so that's when I started taking guitar lessons. Okay, cool. It didn't, um, I was a big tennis player in high school and at the beginning of college. Mm -hmm. So music was sort of a backseat to that. Um, but it was in college that I started really focusing and concentrating on the guitar and mm. really studying it with discipline and, and yeah. things like that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. And when did you start writing songs? That was pretty uh, pretty immediate. I mean, I would say I was in college. Okay. The first songs I really started writing was in college. Um, yeah, and I always loved to write. Also, uh, just creative writing. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I would. I would. Uh, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I went and I, I'm never going to try to get them published. But when I was like 12, I wrote a couple of novels. I mean, <laughs> oh, cool! All right. uh, yeah. in, in, in school, I always loved creative writing when, yeah. it was, when we would do that. Even like when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, creative writing was always my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And uh, and then, but then when I finally got good enough on the guitar that I felt like I knew somewhat what I was doing, which was in college, that's when I started trying to write my own songs. Do you have a particular approach to it, uh, a process that, that you get into when it's time to start uh, writing your songs? Yeah, and it's changed a lot over the years, but I think um, I think I've got it a little bit better now. <laughs> Normally, I'll actually uh, I'll think about a song for a long time before I 
even start trying to write it. Mm, okay. So I'll, I'll I'll have I'll have motivation for a song, and uh, and I'll think a lot about like what I want to say, not not specific lyrics, but just sort of in general what mm-hmm. I want to try to communicate. Also, how I want the song to sound, and um, and so by the time I finally sit down to write it, I have at least a pretty good idea of where I'm going with it. Hmm, okay. And uh, and then I try to write the the, the words and the music at the same time. It oh, seems cool. like that works best yeah, for me. It, yeah. If I write one, then I'm trying to and trying to. If I write the music and try to fit words into it, then it just doesn't seem to as work as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I and I think that's why I have to put so much time into it before I even sit down to try to write it because there's a lot going on when I'm trying to write the song. So I need to I need to sort of know where it's going mm-hmm. um, when I sit down and start trying to write the words and the music at the same time. But I'm pretty disciplined. I mean, usually, I mean, lots of times I'll even I'll write out lines on note cards so I can sort of arrange them and oh, move cool. them around. Yeah. And, um, and I'll, so I'll be sitting there and I'll have, you know, 50 note cards in front of me that I'm trying to make sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and trying to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wish I was as talented as some of these other people that, you know, I hear the stories of big artists, you know, that like, oh, I sat down and I wrote this in 30 minutes and, you know, it's a huge hit. You know, I, I, I don't have quite that talent, unfortunately. Yeah, but when you think of the number of songwriters that are out there and then the number of times you've heard that story, probably less than 1%, you know? It's just it's yeah. those are the stories that get elevated and everybody wants to have that experience and hopefully there's hopefully everybody has one of those experiences somewhere in their in their life journey, but um I think people love that uh instant um explosion of ideas that culminates in a hit record, but um I think more often than not, it's it's that slow, disciplined effort uh, that um, you, you experience every time you create a song that uh, completes that uh, the journey. And and I think um, you probably remember it more if you spend more time trying to craft something that means something to you. Yeah, I think you're right. How and you... I think you're right. You like anything. It's it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of discipline. Oh you my, know, it's yeah, a lot of. Yeah. Uh, what what's the little cliche line though? But like you know, ninety percent uh, perspiration and ten percent inspiration or whatever. Right. Some line sure, like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is I think is I think is very true. Right. Yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Welcome back to the interview. How do you decide or how do you know when it's time to create a new album? That's a good question. Well, I guess it's just sort of an internal thing. Like when I feel good about the stuff, and I and I want and I'm ready to, I really want to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I feel confident going in. I always try to go into the studio with you know a few extra songs because okay. you never know. It's one thing when you write a song and you're playing it at home by yourself mm-hmm. and it sounds great, and then sometimes you get to the studio and it just doesn't work. 
You know, you just for for whatever reason, it just doesn't gel when you're trying to uh, bring in other instruments and make it work. And so, I always try to go in with at least two or three extra songs, in, you know, for that in case something doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's cool. um, so, but but at the same time, you know, as I'm sure you know, recording is so expensive. The whole process is expensive. Sure. Yeah. And so I try to, I try to have it as prepared as possible. Like I'll have, you know, these are the ten songs we're doing. I feel really good about them. Uh, I think they're going to work together as a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's, you know, let's get it done. And then, like I said, I'll have a couple extras just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have a new one out. Um, Second chances is this number five or is this number six? This is number five, okay. and this is sort of an interesting, uh, an interesting CD because it's an acoustic CD of older songs. Mm, okay, and so, and how this came about was so I have a 2014 release called Dreams and Imagination, and I have a 2016 release um, called Surrounding Color, and in that time since 2014, I've worked really hard on the guitar. And, and a lot of the older songs I wrote, um, they're good songs, but I've, I've sort of tweaked them. I've made the guitar arrangements more interesting. Hmm. Um, and so so there was a handful of songs off of that CD that I sort of felt like I wanted to re-record just because I feel like they're better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on my 2016 release, I tried, well, I did go a little bit more electric. And I'm proud of that CD, but... I also learned from that experience that I'm really an acoustic musician, mm. and that's that's really who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from so on that CD, I had I wanted to re-record the song acoustically. Okay. And then and then on like I said on the 2014 release, I just felt like the the musical arrangement, the guitar parts on a lot of those songs were more interesting and more engaging, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to re-record them for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then in general, I've always loved artists that did acoustic. Um, album, you know, that and uh, sort of did um, uh, more sparse arrangements yeah. of their song, and so, and so that's what motivated. Then, of course, we had 2020 with the pandemic, and I couldn't tour, and I wasn't really playing gigs, and and I was like, well, this is a good time to do it, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I decided to, um, so that I decided, yeah, so I decided to record it, and I was very strict when I went into the studio. I told the producer who I've worked with before, and I love him. But I said, it's just going to be two acoustic guitars, two vocals, and a string section. And that's it. Hmm. And uh, because also the problem is if you add a few things here and there, you know, then it starts to be like, well, well then we need to add it to the song and that song. Right, right. You know, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then quickly it's getting away from the acoustic CD that I planned to make. So, so I was very strict with that. That's it. And... Um, and I love it. It came out great. I'm just so excited about it. I think it came, it came out much better than I'd hoped or expected. That's awesome. And um, the guitar parts are beautiful, and the string section is beautiful. And I think letting having it be acoustic like this really allows like my vocals and the melodies to shine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just I'm really excited about it. That's and the cool. songs just have such a new life. I mean, they are older songs that are re-recorded, but at the same time. Um, the arrangements are different, and just being acoustic, you know, they're they feel like new songs to me all over again. Yeah, that's so cool. That's cool. So thanks. Yeah. yeah. So so you you moved from Texas uh, to Chicago. You got a new record that's been out about a month or so. 
Um, what's the plan? Uh, obviously, we're all kind of waiting on the world to open up, but what, where, where are you headed with this? What's up next? That's exactly right. I am sitting here just chomping at the bit. Um, you know, for a, lot, for, for a lot of the pandemic, I hate to say this, but I don't mean to sound insensitive to so many people that were stru- suffering with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the pandemic sort of came at a good time for me in that it allowed me just to sort of focus on my music mm-hmm. and concentrate on playing it. I had no pressure of gigs, no pressure of travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it gave me some time to just really work hard on my music and focus on my guitar playing. And then, of course, record the CD. But now I'm just dying to get out of my life again. It yeah. feels like it's been forever. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to hold off just a little bit longer. I just want to make sure everything is safe. Um, and uh, so, but I'm hoping to start playing gigs again over the summer and then maybe do a small tour in the fall. Okay. Um, and then, And then next year you know, go full force again in 2022. So that's sort of where I stand right now. I know, I know a lot of musicians are getting out there and playing and, uh, um, you know, I, I just want to give it another month or two to sure. make sure we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got some new stuff in the can to, to work on going forward on top of this? I, I do. Yeah. Um, well, this was, this was the other, the other irony of this was, um, when making the acoustic CD, I mean, I've wanted to do it for a long time anyway, but I was also like, um, you know, this will be a good chance for me to put new music out, uh, you know, without it being like a full brand new CD. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came out, the irony is now I already have enough material for a new CD, almost. Yeah, that's so, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's cool. Now this CD just came out like six weeks ago, you know? So, right, yeah. <laughs> a little early to go back into the studio right, right but uh yeah, but yeah. It's, it's good to have the new material and it's also it takes pressure off because now i already know that i've got enough right material yeah even my new that's CD. cool and i know i have another year till i record it yeah and so i'm like okay i can really try to come up with you know three or four more good songs and then really be set set to go in yeah, um, yeah that's cool and so but that's what i'm thinking um I'm thinking maybe that'll be the end of 2022. Yeah, uh-huh. um, you know, that's still a ways off. Sure. I, I want to get back out and play. I had a big tour plan for the East Coast um, that be right when this pandemic hit that I had to cancel, and and I really want to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm planning on doing that in 2022 at the beginning of the year, and hopefully going to Europe. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, and then playing around here, of course. I've played around here a lot because uh, I've spent a lot of time in this area, but um, but I'm excited to get out and, and find some new venues and really make this, you know, find some home gigs in yeah, the Chicago area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, again, the new CD is Second Chances. Uh, John McDonough, where can people get a hold of you, get a hold of your new record, uh, maybe get to your, your back catalog, that kind of stuff? That would be great, and uh, I did this to make it easy on people because I know my my name is a, a bit of a mouthful and hard to spell. So I created a Twitter account that's just John M Live, so J O H N M Live, and the first pinned tweet on that is all my links to Facebook, Instagram, my website, cool. YouTube, all that stuff. Okay. So if you just go to John M Live on Twitter. 
in the very first tweet, then you can pick where you want to follow me. Okay. What you know, what your favorite, what the person's favorite platform is. Okay. Um, but that makes it easy. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, good. And my website has everything. Um, I prefer people to follow me on Facebook because that's where I post, you know, all my gigs. And so uh, if I'm going to be in their area, that's probably where they'll see it easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, but again, I'm on Instagram and YouTube, so you know, whatever people like, I would say. You know, you choose what's what's best for you. And it's M C D O N O U G H J O H N. That's I'm right. Good, good. Yeah. All right. And so, if you if um, you know, so my website is John McDonough Live, and uh, Facebook is John McDonough Live. But like I said, if you want to make it easier, just go to John M Live on Twitter, and you'll see all the links for everything there. Great, great. Well, thank you, John. This has been great. Good talking to you, and wish you well, and I uh, hope you get to get out there soon. Thanks a lot for having me. It's been fun talking with you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.